0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it's wonderful to be here this morning. And as Tony mentioned, we are going to start a two-part series called When Life Throws You Lemons. Now you may have heard of the saying, when life throws you lemons, make lemonade. But I don't know if you're out there uh, today and you've heard of any other variations of that uh, statement because um, I've heard a few and I wrote a few of them down. I thought I would share them with you this morning. I was on the internet and just uh, Googled, which later on I'll tell you you shouldn't Google, but I did Google this. And so some of the other statements out there are, when life throws you lemons... Throw them back. Or when life throws you lemons, squirt someone in the eye. When life throws you lemons, sell them on eBay. That's a good good idea for you. Uh, This one, uh, if you like this one, it might say something about maybe your history. But when life throws you lemons, make lemonade and then find someone whose life gave them vodka and have a party. (laughs) When life throws you lemons, don't make lemonade. Use the seeds to plant a whole orchard or an entire franchise. Uh, This, I think, comes from Sarah Wilson. You know, Sarah Wilson's on the don't waste food thing. When someone throws you lemons, take them, don't waste food. Um, Probably paleo Pete. when someone throws you lemons, hey, take them because they're not carbs. Um, And my favourite, when life throws you lemons, make orange juice and leave people wondering, how did you do that? That, that one right there sums up, I think, uh, my life and some of the things that I want to share this morning because as Tony mentioned, life throws you lemons. It's not the fact that lemons get thrown at us. It's what those statements represent is there's all sorts of results that can take place. And the truth is you and I have the power to determine what those results are. I can't stop lemons coming my way. I can't stop life happening. But what I can do is control my response to what comes my way. And so this morning, uh, part of what I want to share is all about that. We, um, at the end of 2015, thought about our year and how we wanted 2016 to look. And uh, we themed our year Reach and Reproduce. But Reach and Reproduce is really not just a theme for 2016. Reach and Reproduce is the mandate of every Christian. Because in Mark uh, chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And so while we've uh, felt as a team that we want this year to concentrate on Reach and Reproducing, it's just not about 2016. It's about us having lifestyles where we that we live that we can reach and make an impact into the community that we find ourselves into the sphere of influence in which we work. We want to reach people for Christ and we want to reproduce the great work that he's done. And I'm a great believer that the way we live is one of the greatest and easiest ways we can have an impact on people. I love the fact that we're going to watch a movie next Sunday and here's a man who's going to sit and give a, an account for his faith and he's going, to have a, um, he's going to stand before people and he's going to do a, te- a teaching on it and maybe some deep theology. In. And sometimes we look at that and we get intimidated because we think, well, that's not me. I couldn't stand before someone. I couldn't articulate it this way. And I just want to encourage you that that's one way. And it's a great way, but I've been a really good believer and seen the fruit in my life that actually, if I live a certain way, that also is making a statement before others. In fact, one of the uh, verses, one of my life verses that I love is found in John chapter 15, verse 8, and it says, This is to my Father's glory, that you may bear much fruit, showing yourself to be. My disciple. So yes, I want to speak up. Yes, I want to have conversations and engage people. But I believe we can go a long way if we would start to show people the love of Christ. We would start to show people what it means to be a disciple. Now, the Greek word for show is endychnoumi. Endychnoumi. And when I was looking into it, here's some of the definitions that come out of that word endychnoumi. It says, To expose to the eyes. To make fully evident, showing conspicuous proof which demonstrates something is undeniable. Indike new me means to make it so obvious that no one could miss it. So when we pop that into John 15, verse 8, we're going to show ourselves, we're going to make it so obvious that no one could miss it that we are in fact disciples of Christ. We've been called to live differently. And do you know, church, that every time you shine when there's, you're in a situation that normally you shouldn't shine, every time that you're joyful in a situation that most people wouldn't be joyful about, when you're patient in your suffering, you've been going through a situation or a circumstance long-term and you're patient in that, when you're gracious in your victory, when you're kind, when you're generous when you're compassionate, and even just simply overcoming insurmountable odds. When we are those things, this is what I believe, we make it fully evident. We prove undeniable and make obvious so that no one could miss out that you and I are disciples of Christ. And as Tony mentioned, our 2016 has not really gone to plan. If you'd asked us to sit down and write down what's the plan for the first four months of Victory Church, it wouldn't look anything like what has unfolded for us. But as I've said, that, that's nothing that we can do anything about. What we can do uh, th- something about is our response to that. So it's been an interesting journey so far, 2016, for us as a church, but it's also been an interesting journey for us as a rainbow family. Uh, As Tony's mentioned, he is currently walking through his his own health issues, which started about five weeks ago, and uh, he'll share on that next week. But I think our health issues and some of these lemons that started flying started way back from September last year. We had the opportunity as a family to go to Bali. And we had, went away, had a great time. And um, I actually accidentally brought an unwanted friend back with us. You know, when you come back into the country and you have to sign the customs forms. And, well, apparently I brought dengue fever back <laughs> with us. And I got so sick that I myself ended up in hospital back in September before we had our women's conference. And so we had to work through all of that. Then obviously we had the sad passing of Chris in January in which we worked through that as a church and as a family. And then as uh, recently as March this year, I had another health battle on top of now what we're walking in with Tony. And we had the opportunity, Tony and I in March, to go away. So we'd just been running hard, helping things uh, through after the passing of Chris. And we just had this opportunity to go away, just the two of us for five days. So we did that and here we were in the sun and the sand and the surf and just enjoying one another's company. And then in the midst of that trip, I discovered a lump in my right breast. And so we continued our holiday. As soon as we got back, I think we got back on a Tuesday, on the Wednesday, I found myself in the doctor's office. I went to the doctor, explained to her. She did an examination and she said, "Uh, Yep, Kath, there is a two centimetre lump and I need you to go see the specialist and get it looked at so I had to wait uh, a week to get in to do some tests and so it's, it's Easter week it's Monday before uh, Easter and my, it's Monday morning, got a day off I know what's coming up this week and then um, Mitchy breaks his wrist well actually Mitchy didn't break his wrist his mate Jacob broke his wrist But anyway, I spent Monday and Tuesday in hospital with Mitch as they sorted all that out and then on Wednesday, I was back in hospital for myself where they were poking and prodding and doing all the tests that they needed to do for me and then it's Thursday before Good Friday and I'm sitting in my doctor's office and she's got the um, test there and so she confirms that yes... Uh, Kath, that there is a lump in your right breast, but what you don't know is that there's actually a second lump in your left breast. And because of that and our concerns, I need you to see a doctor uh, quickly. And so I thought, oh yeah, that's cool. But when she meant quickly, she right then and there rang the specialist as I'm sitting in the room and she says to the specialist, I need an urgent appointment next week. And so it's like, okay, this is a little bit more than just... Okay, she'll be right. So we do Easter. We have the Easter Good Friday, Easter Monday, and then Tuesday I'm in the specialist. I walk into the specialist uh, rooms, and I've got all my test results. I've got x-rays and mammograms and all those sort of things, and I walk in, I meet the doctor, uh, nice man, and so he grabs my, grabs my um, mammogram test and puts it up like an x-ray. He puts it up on the x-ray viewer. He goes, ah, dense breasts. <laughs> I was like... Thank you. <laughs> I've been called dumb and thick and dumb blonde, but okay, let's just add dense breasts to that. So I'm like, okay, cool. No, I say, so goes well because of that. I really need to see myself, so I want to take another ultrasound. So we go, I get onto the uh, bed that he's got there, and he gets it all ready, and he's got the ultrasound going. And again, this doctor, lovely man. <laughs> I don't know what school he went to for his certificate, but as he's doing this, he goes, Whoa, man! I'm <laughs> so, by now I'm really encouraged <laughs> because he sees this massive lump. And he's like, before he could even think, it's like, Whoa! And I was like, Okay, it's good, looking good. So he, um, so he then goes and he aspirates uh, that, which means he stuck a needle in there and drained it, and all this black, ugly, green liquid came out. I know, it was pretty gross, it's kind of interesting to watch because you're just looking on the ultrasound going, "Mm." anyway, so then on the other side, he does the same thing and he he takes a biopsy and he says, look, Mrs. Rainbow, I'll send all that off and I'll give you a ring in a week. And so then I just waited a week and then he rang me to say that um, he drained the cyst on the right-hand side and he's fairly sure that the lump on the left-hand side is benign, but I tell you what, I want to see you in three months and we'll recheck it just to make sure that uh, that's what it is. So that was two months ago. And in another month, um, I'll be going back to the doctor to hear um, what's happening. And so we kind of went from that, then straight into the last five weeks of Tony's health. And it was it's kind to hear the things that Tony said, but I think for me, one of the greatest compliments I've received over this time, just from many people, is just how they've been very encouraged in the way that I've conducted myself. And I just wanted to share this morning just some things I felt God speak to me about in my trial, because 1 Corinthians 11:1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And I just want to share them with you, because I just figured this is me. This is how I do life. This is uh, what I believe. This is how I act. This is me. And I just love the way when Paul is, he's, he's not arrogant. He's not saying, follow me because I'm good. He's just saying, follow me as I follow Christ. And if you're sitting here this morning and you've been encouraged by the way our family has done life, you've been encouraged by the way that we have walked through these uh, last nine months and the situations and circumstances we find ourselves in, then I want to say the same to you as Paul says, follow my example as I'm following Christ. And so I just felt God say, share a few things to me about my situation and circumstances. things that I did, things that I need to know that I want to share with us so that when lemons come, because hear me, lemons are coming your way. If you've so far navigated and you've got out scot-free and you haven't felt the lemons, maybe they've just whizzed past and just missed you. I'm, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but they're coming. Because we can't do anything to stop it. It's not the fact that the lemons come, it's what we do and our reaction to it. So I want to share these things so that when they come for you, you, you've got some things that you can hold on to. Or if you're currently in a situation that you're just really not enjoying and those lemons are coming thick and fast, then possibly you can take some of these things and apply it to your situation. So just quickly... This is the first thing I thought, I felt God speak to me when I started to think about what did I do in this situation? What did I do that helped me uh, make orange juice with these lemons? And the first one is the importance of knowing yourself. You see, self-awareness is key because when you know what's normal, you'll know what's not normal. And so when it comes to my health and the, my breast tissue, you know what is normally there. So I found the lump because I knew what was normal. And so because I knew that that's not normal anatomy, I knew what I could do with that. I thought, this is not right. I need to get that seen to. And often when life throws things at us, we've got to remember what's my normal. Because each and every one of us has a default mechanism. Each and every one of us has things that we do that it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just us. We just say, we're rainbows, this is what we do. And I shared some of those on Mother's Day. But there's some things that you and I do that are just your normal. For example, I'm a control freak. I just, I know all of us have elements of control, but I just like things in control. I just feel when I'm living in a life that some things are so out of my control, if I can keep control in some areas, it helps me to gain my peace. And so with what was going down, uh, with Tony just recently, we were, um, I would be home most of the time until about 8 o'clock. And when the kids went off to school, I would go into the hospital. But I don't like to leave the home with dishes in the sink. I like the cushions in the right place. I like the beds made. And we were running around um, getting everything sorted. And one of my kids just went, oh, mum, what does it matter? I was like, ah. right. <laughs> Teaching moment. What does it matter? I'm like, I'll tell you what it matters. Would you not agree with me, kids, right now, that things are a little bit crazy? Things are a little bit not in control. We're not really sure what's up and down, what's going on. Yep, 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 yep. By now they're like, talk about out of control. I can see one in front of me. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't about neat home. This is about control. I said, here's an opportunity right now. I, mum feels more in control when she can control the things she can and that gives her the grace then because I'm going to walk into a situation in the hospital this afternoon that is out of my control. I don't know what they're going to tell me about what those tests reveal. I don't know what they're going to say to me about this. I can't control that. But what I can control is this. And all of us have things that we do. We just got to know ourselves. I've got a girlfriend who says to me, she, when pressure comes her way, she, she isolates. She just backs off and isolates herself. So about four months ago, she just gave me a phone call and she said, hey, by the way, this is what's going down in my life. This is what's happening. I'm just letting you know because I know what my tendency is. I know my tendency is to back off, and yet the Bible tells me that, you know what, we're to be connected, that we're to do life in family, and I need others in my world, but I know, left to my own devices, I'll revert back. So I'm telling you why, because I know myself, and you can hold me accountable. It's the same with each and every one of us. The advantage of knowing yourself, ah, I do this, I do this because, great, I'm not going to panic, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to take any of Tony's stories, but... One of the things they were doing when they were looking for his uh, the blood into the brain is they do. I mean, get it? We spend thousands of dollars on medical research. We've got all these fandangle machines, and they have these little tests where they bang you on the knee, and you've got this reflex. Because Tony had super reflexes, I always thought he was kidding when he told me, oh, I've got super reflexes, but the doctors confirmed it. Because he's got super reflexes, they were concerned that he, there was something happening in his brain. I'm like, dude, you don't have to bang him on the knee to find out that there's something going on in his brain. <laughs> but here's the point. They were like, we've got to do something. We've got to get going. We've got to, we've got to go and open him up. We want to do brain surgery. If Tony hadn't known himself... He could have been on the operating table for brain surgery. But he just said, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, all my life I've been told I should take up karate because if someone touches me, my, my reflexes are super. Because he knew himself, he was able to stop having brain surgery. Actually, maybe you should have gone with the brain surgery. No, just kidding. No, no. So, again, the advantage of knowing yourself. When you know yourself, it gives us a sense of life is throwing lemons at me. I'm like, oh, but you know what? I know this is how I respond. I'm pre warned. You know, when you want to talk to someone, you think, oh, if I do that, this is what they're going to do. Why do you say that? Because oh, they always do that. Well, you know what? The answer is in our complaint. If they always do that, then we know what they're going to do, which means that we can preempt what's happening. So rather than going, oh, they always do this, we should go, they always do this, so here's what I'm going to do to counteract that. That's what we're talking about. I can't stop the lemons coming. I don't know what what pace they'll come at. I don't know when they'll come, but I know that I can do some things that help me so that those lemons don't take me out. One of the first keys that I learned in terms of walking through my health journey was the importance of knowing myself. The other thing that I discovered was it just because it feels the same doesn't mean it is the same. You see, when I was laying in the ultrasound room, the lady's in there, she's got the gel on and they're doing this thing. And again, like I said, I'm, you're looking at the screen and you can I don't know what that means, but I, I saw like this black hole. So there's all this grey stuff and then this massive black hole. And so you start thinking things. And then she says, I'm just going to get the doctor. Now, you know that I'm just going to get the doctor isn't positive. It's not like she was doing that and thought, oh, I forgot to tell him something about the last patient. I've just got to go tell him. You're laying there, you're thinking, I'm sure she's not thinking, oh, he was going to do a coffee run. I'd like one, so I'm just going to go tell him. No, you're thinking she's got to get the doctor. I'm dying. And I was like, I'd already written my obituary. I'd chosen the songs that we were going to sing. But this is what happens. And here's the thing, what you have to understand is 16 years ago, I was in that exact room having the same procedure, except I was pregnant with Mitchie. They are doing an ultrasound and she said, I've just got to go get the doctor. And they came back in and that's when they started to tell us, Mrs Rainbow, we are concerned about this baby. There's this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. We strongly advise you terminate. I'm here to tell you this morning that just because it feels the same doesn't mean it is the same. I sat there laying there. It's, I'm freezing. I'm covered in jelly. I'm cold. I'm planning my we- uh, wedding, planning my funeral. And I had to just go, you know what? Corinthians. I've got to take captive every thought. I've got to make it obedient to you. I started to say, you know what, Jeremiah 29:11, God, you've got a plan for me. You said you're going to give me a hope and a future. 2 Timothy 1:7. I was like, God, you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. I might feel right now like I felt 16 years ago, but just because I have those feelings, your word says that those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, not those of us who are led by their feelings. So I might feel this way. This might feel feel eerily similar. This might feel this way, but right now, God, I'm declaring your love. I'm declaring you've got your hand over this. God, I'm declaring that you have got a hope and a future for me. I've discovered in times like that, that what I think about my situation is actually more real than what is actually happening in the situation. And so we've just got to remember, maybe you've come to the same point. In your life, oh, I've been here before. This looks like that. Maybe you've got a relationship that you've been working on, working through, and we've hit that point again. This is where I just want to encourage you. Just because it looks the same doesn't mean it will end the same. When life throws you lemons, and that's what it's gonna do. Oh, I've been here before, I know where this goes. Until proven otherwise, always believe the best. Just because it looks the same doesn't mean it will be the same. Another thought I just thought when I was thinking about it, I thought, you know what I felt God say to me, Kath, you're stronger than you think. I don't want to be gross here, but a mammogram is where they take the breast tissue and they squeeze it between two big metal plates. It's not a pleasant experience, let me tell you. And here's what they tell you. They say, Mrs. Rainbow, this is what we're going to do. And when you cannot stand it anymore, say stop. So you're okay, so you stand there, do it, and you're like, stop. And then they go, okay, just a bit more. I was like, well, if you were going to do a bit more, you should have told me, because I would have said stop sooner. That's the point. We're stronger than we think. We just think, I can't do this anymore. This is enough. And God's saying, no, 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 you're stronger than you. I got to that point where I said, and I held on thinking, no, no, no. Okay, that's enough. And then they went, oh, and more. You're stronger than you think. Whatever life is throwing at you right now, don't forget, you are stronger than you think. 1 Corinthians 10:13 says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he'll also provide a way out so you can endure it. God's promise is whatever you're walking through, you can endure it. Whatever is happening, you have the strength. And you might be sitting there saying, oh, "I can't. I don't have the strength." You know what? The strength God's talking about is not your own strength. It's His strength. It's His strength that works in you. All of us have got to get to the end of ourself and go, okay, that's it, that's all I can take. And then God says, right, now here's my strength. And it just reminds me of the story of the little boy who's with his dad and he's trying to pick up that rock in the garden and he's straining away and dad's saying to him, have you exhausted all your strength? And he's like, yeah. No, have you exhausted? Yeah, and he's getting really frustrated with dad. And in the end, dad has to say, you haven't exhausted your strength because you didn't ask me for my strength. And if we want to navigate the lemons that that life is throwing at us and we want to navigate it well, we've got to invite God into our situation. Say, God, I'm stronger than I think, not because I can do it and my strength, but I'm stronger than I think when I relax and rest in your strength. You're stronger than you think. Another thing, which, I mean, this one made me laugh. I didn't appreciate it, but it did make me laugh. It's what you think is the problem sometimes isn't the real problem. I went to that specialist knowing I had a two centimetre lump in my right breast. I was concerned about that. But they weren't concerned about that. They were concerned about the other one they found on the left hand side. And here's the point. If I hadn't found the one on the right, I'd never have known there was one on the left. And the one on the left is the one that they actually are concerned about, not the other one. And we have to understand, sometimes we can get so focused on the external, what's happening right now, and this is what's going down. And actually, that's just a sign point and a signpost to actually what God's really wanting to do. So don't get so caught up in, it's this, because what I think is the problem, but it's this, it's this. If I could just do this, God, if we could just get this sorted, God's going, no, 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 you need to look deeper. That is an outward manifestation of this, and this is what we need to work on. I always remember Bailey, you know, when she was about five or six, we'd gone through all of the settling, sleeping. She was sleeping well through the night and then she started coming in every night and waking us up. You know, the first night, okay, second night. After about a week and a half, I thought, this is ridiculous. And I, mother of the year, just started getting frustrated and annoyed. I was getting angry. I'm not going to, um, what's the word, ban, punish, discipline, you know, do a Kill, yeah, but no, not publicly, <laughs> but I was so tired I thought, right we 're just going to have to anyway, whatever that word is when the kids are naughty and then they 're allowed to do stuff. Um, doesn 't matter, ground no nah, it doesn 't matter, whatever it's a word that doesn 't matter, anyway, I was so I was so. Not working it out. I was getting mad with her and um, thinking, okay, right, how can I put some boundaries in place and what am I going to take off you so that you understand that you're going to go to bed? There has to be some consequences for what you're doing here. And then, duh, all of a sudden, God just went, Kath, do you not think this this is unnatural, this is not normal, that there's something. It's not that she's coming up and waking in the night. There's something going on in that little girl's world that you're missing that is manifesting in this area. It's like, oh... Mother of the Year, great. So you know what? We can sit down and then have a conversation and find out what's going on in your little heart and mind that's doing this. It wasn't the fact that, oh, you're just being uh, obstinate and you just want to wake up and you're trying to destroy my sleep and I need my sleep. No, something was going on. But I was so focused on what I thought was the problem in that, you know, you've got a good bed. You don't, this is the problem. You're just not disciplined. You're just not closing your eyes. You're just not counting enough sheep. You're just not whatever it is. It's like, no, that wasn't it at all. That was an outward manifestation of what was really going on. When lemons are coming your way, don't get so caught on, it's this. Sometimes God's trying to say, you know, that's what's happening out here, but this is the root issue that I'm really wanting to get to. Yeah. So what you think is the problem sometimes isn't. I learned to go to the experts. You know, people often say, why didn't you tell your girlfriends? I say, I love my girlfriends, but they're not doctors. So I'm like, oh, what do you think of this? like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? So, like, no, go to the experts. One thing I never did, I never Googled. I didn't go, okay, well, because I just think Google will have you dead buried. It'll just, even with Tonys, it's like, no, I'm not even looking anything up. With what they've said, I'm just going to listen to them and then listen to God. So go to the experts. Go to God. The point is, go to God to get what only he can give you. I love my girlfriends and they'll give me the support. And if it had gone differently and I needed to let them in on it, I would have done that. I would have gone to them for friendship, love and support, but I would never have gone to them to say, what kind of treatment do I need here? Because they can't help me. We need to go to God for only what He can give you. I love my husband. I've been with my husband for more than half my life. I don't know life in a sense without Him. But you know, this season I've had to walk on. No, this is my revelation. I've had to be there for Him. I can't go to Him and say, Well, what do you think about this? What do you th-? I've just said, God, it's you and me. Because I need to be able to invest into Him what He needs, and I can't go and then rely on Him. Go to God to get what only you can get from God. Go to the experts. Make the most of every opportunity. This is what this season has taught me. When we were in. Uh, on holiday and I discovered it was uh, the lump. It was halfway through our holiday. And at the end of the day, you know what? I didn't know whether this could be the last time Tony and I actually have the opportunity to do this. I don't know what, when I get back and we have tests, what this is going to turn into. I, this may be the last time we get to spend quality time together. No matter what life is throwing at you, you know what? Make the most of every opportunity. I love... Um, Dr. Ray Andrews message when he talked about the power of now. We don't know, can't do anything about yesterday. I don't know what tomorrow holds. What I do know is I have the power of now. No matter what life is throwing at you, make the most of every opportunity. And I'm going to ask if the band can come up. I learnt it's not all about me. You know, I'm walking through this journey, this is what I've got to do, but you know what, it's not all about me. People said, again, why didn't you tell anyone? And here's the point. God's asked me to do a job. He's asked me to work with people, to help them, to counsel them. If people knew what I was walking through, I think two things would have happened. One, they would have either backed off and said, oh, look, I can't bother you with my issues because of what you're going through, which is not right. Because while it may look different because of my situation and circumstance, my call never changes. And so I couldn't... Or if they did come to me, they wouldn't have been honest. And so people, I just... I kept it to myself because it's not about you. We've lived with that saying that I'm blessed by God to be a blessing to others. And when we were in our old building, I was 20 weeks pregnant with Geordie. We didn't tell anyone until I was 24 weeks and I remember we were painting and renovating. And I was, on the Friday, I was hanging from this roof on the top of the building. Someone was holding my feet and I was painting the fascia. Not a problem. No one had a problem with it. On Sunday, we announced that I was pregnant and, you know, 24 weeks of having a baby, blah, blah. On the Monday came and we went back to doing things. I couldn't do anything. I'd go to Pixar, oh, you can't do that. And I was like, hang on a second. Two days ago, I'm hanging by my feet painting the fascia. Nobody had a problem with that. In fact, all of you are like, hey, you missed a bit. It's like, but what changed? They knew something. You know what? Sometimes you've got to understand it's not about me. I've got a role and a job to do, and I want to be able to help people come into their fullness. Who knows that if I'd said something, it could have stopped somebody coming to me and getting their breakthrough. Am I saying that God can't do it without me? No. God can use others, but he wants to use me, and I want him to use me while he can. So if we don't make it about ourselves, if you want to navigate your life well, if you don't want those uh, lemons to take you out, then you know what? Don't make it just about you. And then finally, I just learned to get on with it. We came back, we did all that. The doctor then says to me, well, okay, now you've got to wait three months. I can spend the next three months worrying about what's going to happen. Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? I've just decided, you know what? I've got to get on with it. Just get on with it because who knows what's happening. There are things that God wants me to do. There's things that he has asked me to do. I've got a job. I want to connect people to heaven. I want to connect people to this amazing God that I serve. And I love Christine Kane's uh, comment where she says that what Jesus has done for you has to be far greater than what is happening to you. I've just had to learn and you just have to learn no matter what life throws at you, we've just got to get on with it. I want to live a life that counts. It won't be a life that's perfect. And my kids went, amen. And it won't be a life that's without trial. But I do want to live a life like that scripture says, that proves and makes undeniable so that nobody who has any contact with me can miss it. I want a life that screams, God is good. He's in control even when I'm not. He's equipped me, He's called me and the promise is He'll never leave me but He'll walk with me through it. I want a life that demonstrates while I can't control when the lemons come, how fast they come, how many of them come, what I can control is how I respond to it. I want a life that shows that I am a disciple of God. And the wonderful thing about that, and I love how Dan Leanne finished, He said, you know what? God will receive the glory. When someone throws you lemons, can I encourage you to do what I do? Let's make orange juice. Let's leave the world wondering, how did you do that? And then let's not talk about how we did it. Let's talk about how Christ in us enabled us to do it. Amen.